0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top trending stories here in Thailand don't forget to like this video and please do subscribe to the channel now also don't forget to hit that notification bell on YouTube so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast is uploaded on the platform now if you like listening to us on a podcast player you can look down below in the description and you will find a link that will take you to a vast array of podcast players and I note that the podcast players have been getting a lot of hits recently so thank you very much to the people who are subscribing and finally if you like the show. If you want to, well, support the show, you can do so by looking down in the description. You'll find a link to buymeacoffee.com and you can do it through all that. So before we do jump in, quickly just to let people know that later on tonight we are going to have a live stream and we're going to talk about the stories that have come up in this podcast and look through your comments in the comment section and go through them. So if you have any questions, anything you want to ask, please join us for that live stream later on tonight. Uh, you'll see a notification uh if you're subscribed to the channel letting you know the time the live stream will be available. So that will be later on something a little different but let's jump into the top stories. The first one is Chiang Mai airport to be open around the clock from November 1. So that's from this Wednesday guys. Chiang Mai International Airport will begin operating around the clock from next Wednesday as a response to the government's quick-win economic stimulus policies, said the Transport Minister Surya Jungkrung Krenkit. According to Mr. Surya, the expanded working hours ordered directly by the Prime Minister, are seen as necessary given the expectation that tourists will be flooding in during the peak season at the end of the year and in the future due to the visa-free scheme for Chinese and Kazakh visitors, among other factors. Responding to the policy pushed out by the airports of Thailand, the airport in this northern province will expand in hours from 6am to 12am to around the clock from November 1. A direct flight from Chiang Mai to Osaka in Japan, operated by TAI-VJET, will be the first to depart once the change is made. It will leave Chiang Mai at 12.30am that day. Mr Saria said that the Ministry had ordered the AOT to discuss how to arrange appropriate flight routes and schedules with carriers and related sectors. These must follow the airport's environmental impact assessment and have the least impact on residents living near the airport. A suitable compensation plan to those who will be impacted by the extended operation hours will also be discussed. The AOT will also hold a public hearing with any residents impacted by the expanded hours later, Mr. Saria said. Just so a quick up update on the uh, Chiang Mai airport. It's going to be open twenty four hours, which means there will be more flights in and out of the airport. Also, it's interesting that they discussed this. Going kind to, of, it's there to you know for the the quick stimulus policies that are going to be coming in and forcing people to come into the airport and building Chiang Mai up. Now, there's no mention whatsoever of sorting the air quality out and the burning that goes on there, pretty much between January and April, and that pretty much gets rid of any kind of tourism that's up there during this peak time so it will be interesting with all this push for more flights and more connectivity what exactly are they going to do about the air because people aren't going to go there if you can't breathe and as we know from last year this was a huge huge problem and they forecasted to be even worse this year so i mean lots of flights fantastic but if there's no tourists coming in because well you can't breathe That seems to me is going to be an issue that needs to be resolved very quickly. And the government have yet to even mention that. But we'll move along to the next story. New task force to tackle organized crime. The Department of Provincial Administration, that's the DPA, has formed a central task force to step up enforcement of laws against an array of criminal offenders, ranging from drug traffickers to nightclub operators exceeding their closing time. The new nationwide operation will start again November 1 and is part of a core policy introduced by the Interior Ministry, Anutan Sharva to ensure law and order, said Sutipong Jujaren, the Ministry's permanent secretary. Each province may also set up its own task force to support the central unit which will work around the clock on the new operation, he said during a video conference with provincial governors on Saturday. Core responsibilities of the new task force included inspecting night entertainment businesses to ensure they strictly comply with closing times, enforcing the minimum age for patrons, prohibiting drug use in such establishments and banning weapons and gambling on premises, he said. Any entertainment businesses now operating without proper permits will definitely face a tough crackdown, Mr Sutepong said. The task force will also support the ministry's nationwide suppression of mafia-like criminal activity by keeping a close eye watch on those who are now named as influential figures. Mr. Anabatan ordered officials to compile a database of influential crooks nationwide following the murder of a police officer at the home of an influential Tambon chief and construction billionaire in Nakhon, Patam province. The effort was being overseen by Chada Taiset, a deputy interior minister, whose own son-in-law, a mayor in Utaitani, was arrested last week on charges of extorting a contractor. The survey concluded that there are a total of 180 influential figures nationwide whose activities warrant close scrutiny. Members of the public, meanwhile, are being encouraged to supply the ministry with more information about illegal activities and by submitting the information to the ministry's Damrong Dam centres nationwide. The centre will operate with extended hours from 6am to 6pm every day, he said. As well, he said, more security checkpoints will be set up as more intelligence is gathered on illegal activities, namely drug trafficking, human trafficking, illegal weapons, handling, gambling and more. That's just a little update on a task force that has been set up here in Thailand. Kind of going to go into the whole fact now that they're talking about bars staying open later and things like that. So we're actually going to move into that story because that is the very next story. Call for longer Phuket nightlife hours. Phuket tourism operators have asked the government to extend the operating hours of entertainment venues for at least three months to monitor the outcome, allocating enough personnel to ensure tourism safety. The operators want to keep entertainment venues open until late at night as Phuket welcomes many visitors who come for the nightlife, said Tenet Tamprika, president of the Phuket Tourism Association. Allowing these venues to close at 2am or 4am will increase tourism revenue by about 30% and blunt the impact of illegal clubs that operate until the early morning hours, he said. However, safety regulations are important to prevent any unwanted incidents during the later hours, said Mr. Tanette. The government should pilot the extension on Bangla Road by first closing at 4am before deciding an appropriate time, he said. This could help authorities estimate how much security personnel and transport are needed to accommodate tourists in this area. Authorities should also consider increasing CCTV cameras along the street or using technology that detects tourists, he said. Many operators say they are ready to co-invest in technology to support safety measures. Issues such as quarrels, illegal drugs, drunk driving and mafia taxis should be regulated through stricter law enforcement to assure minimal consequences for the extended hours, he noted. The regulations should assign clear zoning for entertainment venues so nightlife businesses do not disturb the nearby community. Even if new zoning is established outside the city, tourist demand would follow these nightlife venues, he said. Most nightlife venues on Bangalore Road have reopened, but income still lags 2019 levels, partly because the number of foreign tourists has yet to fully recover. Foreign arrivals to Phuket are expected to tally 7 to 8 million this year, less than the 10 million recorded in 2019. After the Phuket Expo facilities were changed from an international convention centre to a quarantine centre, according to the Public Health Ministry earlier this month, Mr. Tanet said this plan did not make sense for the tourism province. He said the old plan to build a convention centre that can attract large events would bring more benefits in the long run. Mr. Tenet said all hotels, city halls and convention centres could be converted into temporary quarantine areas whenever a health emergency occurs. He said tourism operators already voiced their opposition to their MPs and the Provincial Joint Public and Private Sector Consultative Committee. If there is no update from the Public Health Ministry, tourism operators will submit a letter to call for a policy revision, said Mr. Tenet. So this has been on the cards for quite a while. There's been calls, and I think the Interior Ministry has been discussing this, that allowing places to stay open till 2 a.m. first to see how it pans out. And it wasn't just Phuket they had discussed, but they talked about Pattaya, Bangkok, and Phuket, and kind of major tourism hubs. The 4 a.m. thing has kind of been a thing that's been floated now for a while. So let's kind of jump into the 4 a.m. thing. Most places on Bangla Road are open till 4 a.m., Now they'll say this will curb illegal activities and places staying open illegally but sure everybody knows they're open. We're talking about big nightclubs, big venues. Nobody's closed at one o'clock on Bangla Road. Nobody, nobody, nobody. In fact it only gets going at that time so this whole thing that places aren't open. Okay maybe there is tea money being paid to keep them open but it's in your face tea money because the whole island knows. It's not a secret or anything that many many places are open. Now What 4 a.m. closing will do, yes, it'll add more revenue, but we all know that, you know, things go wrong and there's nothing ever good going on at 4 a.m. in the morning and that kind of a saying. I don't know, particularly, I don't really have anything in this. I've no skin in the game when it comes to this and I'm not a late night boogie -er, So I don't know if it's something that's really wanted or needed in Patong. I guess Patong is, or its existence is based on tourism and without tourism, as we've seen during covid And I remember driving down through Patong during COVID for the first couple of years. And without tourism, yes, it's nothing. It's just a place with a load of businesses that are closed. Without tourists, Patong doesn't really exist. Like many tourist places here in Thailand, you know, you go to the likes of Khao Lak or parts of Aonang in Krabi. Without tourists, it's just an empty place with nothing in it. So yes, tourism is very important to it. The only thing I will say in relation to 4 a.m. closing times is that there needs to be a very, very good, if you're going to do it legally, there needs to be a proper police presence on the road at all times. you got to make sure people are not driving drunk home at night time I and mean, not talking about tourists but staff also leaving at 4 a.m in the morning having a few sips in the in the workplace I mean all we all know what happens most of these accidents that p- take place at night time are, are people drunk so this has to be a concern you need to make sure there's adequate transportation for people to get home taxis tuk-tuks and all that and even public transportation if at all possible and then as the uh, head of the tourism association in Phuket said you need to talk with the locals and see if they want it. He also said something about, well, we'll zone it. And then, but if there's more of a, a call for it in other zones, we'll open it there too. No, it needs to be put to people because people have a right also to be able to get a good night's sleep without being disturbed. And there is actual laws here in Thailand in relation to noise. So obviously other laws would have to be changed in conjunction with that too. For me, I, th- I think if Phuket and Batong particularly is a party town, then I don't see a huge problem with it being open till 4am, as long as it's done properly. But of course, the one thing here you have to note, if it's open till 4am, does that mean the bars and clubs and everything here will try to stay open till 6 or 7am? That's where you run into the problem, because bars and clubs and operators here are notorious for trying to always take extra, take a little bit more. So if you give them till 4am, will that be 6am, 7am, 8am? we'll be 24 hour boozing then you know so there does need to be some kind of control over what's going on and if you say we're going to be doing it till 4am that means you know what at 4am the police come through and they make sure everywhere is shut but it's thailand as well so who knows exactly what will happen but i'd love to know what you think about all this do you think it's a good idea bad idea if you're living in the likes of Pattaya or Bangkok or, or Phuket, I mean, do you want to see places open at 4 a.m.? I'd love to know your opinion, as always, down below in the comment section. and Of course, we can discuss it later on in the live stream as well. Now, finally, we're going to move on to the uh, last story today, the And there is another story, but I'll keep that for the live stream later on because I think that's an interesting talking point. And I want to gather all the information on it because there's at least three to four stories on it. And I want to read the Thai media as well so we can discuss it further. But the last story today or for today so far is tourism operators are tepid on casino scheme now just before we jump into it there has been this thing and talk over the last couple of years of thailand introducing casinos in certain places with very strict regulations as in maybe thais can't even gamble in it it would be only for foreigners but it's come up again so tourism operators are not opposed to legalizing casino complexes here but are concerned the benefits might be concentrated among certain interest groups operators in phuket believe this business could be located in second tier provinces rather than major destinations. The House of Representatives this week agreed to establish a 60 member committee to study the potential of opening entertainment complexes that include casinos. Now, The president of the Association of Thai Travel Agents said casino complexes operate in most of Thailand's neighboring countries, notably Singapore and Genting in Malaysia. If Thailand wants to legalize such complexes, it should have appropriate regulations to prevent social impacts. He said revenue contribution must be fair and transparent whether in the form of public-private investment or granting concessions to private investors. Mr Siddhar said in the initial stage authorities should allow each region to have only one complex to weigh the economic and social impact in each area. Our greatest concern is law enforcement which has always been weak in Thailand he said. Moreover if these projects are owned by particular interest groups it might create more problems than benefits for the country. Mr Silivar said that most foreign tourists do not choose holiday destinations based on casino complexes. New attractions can help refresh tourism sites that have remained the same for decades. Now, the advisory chairman of the Phuket Tourist Association, Bumkit Ruktenkam, said Phuket might not need legal casino complexes as the province's strong selling points to draw foreign arrivals anyway. He said it's too early to voice an opinion on legalizing the casino business as tourism operators still lack details about the proposal. However, if the proposal is to draw foreign income without focusing on local customers, the government should consider second-tier provinces that have potential but remain less known among tourists, said Mr. Bumkit so as again as he said in this more focus possibly on foreigners so that means Thai people would not be allowed into casinos and that's what they've always kind of discussed but then is that fair or not fair I think and personally don't think Thailand doesn't need casinos I, I think gambling has destroyed many a family many a person ruined many a life and you know there's sometimes there's not the ability for somebody to have self-control when it comes to gambling and casinos and I think possibly it's just something Thailand doesn't need. If people want to gamble, I think there's plenty of areas within Southeast Asia where you can go if you want to gamble. You know, you can go to Singapore, you can go to Malaysia, I think you can go to Cambodia and Vietnam, and of course you can go to Macau. So there are lots of places for gambling. I don't think Thailand needs this. I think it's something it should just stay far away from, and that's just my opinion. But I'd love to know what you think about it. As always, down below in that comment section and any of the stories we did uh, cover today please leave your comments down and we'll talk about them later in the live stream. But that's it for now. Folks, thanks for tuning in as always. We'll be back later on this evening with the live stream where we can chat more about these stories and I'll follow up with another story about Phuket later on this evening. Anyway, thanks for tuning in as always. Stay safe out there and have a great day.